Checking out the Poor Life Podcast. Hosted by none other than Nuance. Tonight, tonight we have a very special guest yes, in the Lord. building. Yes, special Lord. guest, poet, mm. teacher, philanthropist. philanthropist. Mm. That was a good one. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Lucky everybody. International hair breeder. Lucky everybody. So, 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 Luck, how, how, how's everything going, man? You know? Um, Man, to be honest, yeah. right? Getting the when the school year ended, mm-hmm. I was like, "Whoo, I can take a break. Okay, I can yeah. chill because the school year is over." And then right, right after that, the performance picked up. So it's like I have to leave. It was like psych, like right. psych. You get off <laughs> one thing, now you got to pick up the other thing, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah, I've been I've been really good lately. I've been chilling. That's good. I've been yeah, in my Yo, space. That's that's super yeah. groovy, man. Like I. I commend both of you. Okay. You know, as educators. Oh, because it, it <laughs> is know? a Because that thing, man. that life right there, if you're an educator. Yes. We kudos. really, we appreciate you. Because I know I gave my teachers the business. <laughs> at all ages. Kids, at you all do, ages. You do it the whole way through school yeah, and you don't yeah. realize how much you put your teachers through. Until you go, until you go and you get on the other side of that desk and you're like, yeah. man. I was horrible. I tried it too. <laughs> I'm like, no. Not at all. Like, I will put a kid in the headlock. So <laughs> how do y'all yeah, stay safe? They, they definitely try you, bro. They do try you. And what it is, is with me specifically, like in my classroom, when kids get uh-huh. like a little out of hand, I'll sit <clears throat> and I'll watch them. Mm. And then they'll realize See, like I'm not Yeah, they'll realize like I'm not playing And then they'll all sit down I'm like, okay, and now I can yeah, teach Because you guys are ready mm-hmm. Or I'll say, don't worry, I'll wait Clearly your conversation yeah. is more important than what, what we have to do today And that's fine, I'll listen yeah, yeah. Your ideas are important, I care mm. For and, those who don't know For those who don't know um, You say you teach What exactly do you teach? <laughs> Where do you teach? Um. So I teach uh, elementary school kids How to mm. effectively express themselves through words i am a, mm. a poetry teacher mm. <laughs> at uh four elementary schools in dc mm. we got this summer camp coming up at eo haynes i'm so excited okay. about it but um that's in a nutshell what i do i reaffirm kids and let them know that their ideas are important that i do care about what they have to say and that whatever they write down on paper mm. is the greatest thing i've ever heard because it is like coming up with ideas and being able to make them rhyme and things like that like yeah. we don't think of it yeah. as that big of a deal because it's something we do all the time but being a kid and being able to come up with those things is not only hard but it's magical to watch all right so in the in the day where social media and technology Ooh. has overtaken the power of pencil and paper because yes. you know when we was growing mm. up you had like the drawing paper yeah. and like you had to do the cursive and then yeah. then the line and right. all that stuff do you feel like it's a struggle to like have kids to really write and really you know kind of express themselves on paper to really just sit there like how does that feel mm-hmm. to just watch the youth just sit there with pen and paper right. not a phone mm-hmm. or an ipad or an ipad or... where there's like autocorrect yeah. you know right. we use it all the time yeah. but it's just like the fact that you know those minds are churning i exactly. think that will be something very interesting what it is is um 
<clears throat> because we teach kindergarten to third and fourth grade right now. So we're definitely trying to get past that. So if your school's looking for past third and fourth grade, we're here for that. Um, shout out Polo Life Academy and Kristoff. So what it is in the age of technology is getting kids to know letter sounds, right? Mm -hmm. How to spell words and how to read those words once they've written them down. Wow. Because you can teach a kid how to spell something, but if they can't read it in their handwriting, it, the purpose, it doesn't make any sense type stuff. So if there's a huge disconnect mm -hmm. there. Then once you get them past like learning how to spell and like formulating sentences, it's amazing. Yeah. There's like a little boy in my class, his name's Christopher, and he writes all his letters and his poems in bubble letter. And he draws picture. Like mm -hmm. he'll write like six, seven, eight lines of a poem, but all the letters are a picture mm -hmm. the whole way That's through. It's literally dope. amazing. It's literally an amazing thing to see that even though we do live in this like technology and like we're so advanced and we know so many things, mm -hmm. we're privy to so much information, like to know the kids still have an imagination or that kids can still think out of the box versus, you know what I'm saying, only what they see on TV and what they mm -hmm. see on their iPads and kids' YouTube and stuff like that. That. What's that done for you? Being able to teach them, how how has that affected you? Man, <laughs> it has <laughs> challenged me. Uh, my patience that I thought okay. I had, okay. the <clears throat> patience I thought I had in the classroom. Because before I started teaching in elementary schools, funny story, mm -hmm. I worked in daycares. I was like a two year old teacher mm -hmm. and a three year old teacher, and I loved it. It was literally amazing, yeah. and I had so much patience with those children. I never got like angry or anything uh -huh. like that. I would never blow my top. And then when I got to elementary school kids, and I realized like they're a little older, mm -hmm. but they still need that same kind of right. care right, and right, attention right. and that same kind of one on one and things like mm -hmm. that. So it challenged me to become more patient, more empathetic. And then as a writer, it has challenged the way I look at poetry. Right. Like the way that you explain, like how would you tell a five year old what poetry is, other than saying yeah. it's rhyming words like how how would you be able to tell a five-year-old what it is that you do and how to put it on paper you know what i mean so it's challenged me as a writer i've written a lot because of the teaching i do and stuff like that so i i appreciate that space okay that's cool that's cool so the next question i want to ask you is this you say you're trying to teach them condense everything to a five-year-old yes now what has that been like like explain to me give an example of that because I'm, I'm I'm thinking like let's say my niece she's two right now she's mm. three and looking at like oh, Uncle Jaguar's poetry mm. <laughs> or you know what do you do you yeah. go over there and talk you know what I'm saying like okay how would I explain that to her right like how would you tell a five year old because even though when you're in the third grade you're like eight or nine yeah. and then fourth grade you're a little older they they're the way that you explain things still has to be very small. Like you cannot use a lot of words mm -hmm. to explain things to children because their attention span is very short and they're mm -hmm. not gonna be able to take all that information in anyway. So <clears throat> I will be like, I'm a poet. And that basically means I have a fancy way of putting together words to okay. tell you how I okay. feel. Okay. Right? Yeah. So let's say, for instance, I'm really happy, mm -hmm. right? I'll put a lot of words in my poem that are happy, like yellow, the mm -hmm. sun. I'll talk about flowers or running through the fields or something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. It just simply means I have a fancy way of putting together words. Sometimes it rhymes. Sometimes it tells a story. Sometimes it's just a bunch of words put yeah. together. But either way, you know what I'm saying? Your art is your art and yeah. things like that. And whatever you put down on your paper is a poem if you say it's a poem. And the kids feel empowered. And the kids feel like, well, I could put anything on my paper. And I'm yeah. like, exactly. 
Absolutely, because okay. you can't. These are your ideas. You can literally write down cat, bat, sat, fat, and that's a poem. Mm. These are your words, and you figured that out by yourself. I didn't give you those words. Yeah, I go over you, there and say it. And then, and then on top of that, you have to get up in front of your friends and uh -huh. feel confident in that and say that yeah, out loud. So that yeah. kind of weeds out uh -huh. the, the troublemakers. That yeah, weeds out the ones that's playing. I got I to gotta do a time-up right yes. there, right there, right there, right Because okay. you know how... Us as poets, when we first started out, you know, speaking in front of crowds is not the easiest thing. So, like, when you said that, and children, you know, mm -hmm. like... Getting from, up in front of your class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because you got, you got the joker, you got the people mm -hmm. that's, you know, just looking at you, mm -hmm. just mean, Somebody the bullies, want to roll around on the floor. You know, distractions are <laughs> everywhere. Everywhere. And it's like, nobody <laughs> is paying attention. But I, you got to get up there. And I think that platform is beautiful for children because it lets them you know kind of navigate their gateway into the character that they become yeah as like you know adolescents right of that nature because it's like okay i don't know what to say and you know mm -hmm. and they never know what to say and what's right. crazy is i give them we'll have like a, a word one of our words was freedom mm -hmm. right <clears throat> and we had talked about like what it means to be free and they gave me all of their ideas and stuff like that. So yeah. then we wrote down what makes us feel free, like personally type mm -hmm. stuff. And then right before we share, I always set the stage. I say, this right here is officially the stage. When someone comes up on the stage, your eyes are on them, your mouths are closed and your ears are open because yeah. you care about what they have to say. This is your friend. You want to hear what he or she has mm -hmm. to say and you want them to listen to you, so listen to them. I set the stage that way every time so that way they know this is a sacred space right. and we're all paying attention to the person who came up here because like like he said, us as poets, even now getting up in front of people, it's not the easiest thing to do. So we would want people to be respectful right. to us. So I put that like same space in my classroom when I'm encourage them to get up and share in front of their friends not to mention the kid that has to take their turn and stuff like that at first it was very hard to get mm -hmm. kids to share and then towards like the as the class go on they will be like can i go first can i go first i'm ready to share yeah. i wrote it down and i can't wait i need to tell you what's on my paper type mm -hmm. stuff so it's just like i don't want children to be afraid of what they think and yeah. i don't want for them to feel like no one will listen or no one's paying attention to them and stuff like that so that that space for them to be confident and get up in front of their friends is very very important. We we had an episode not so long ago, right after Pure Poetry sixty anniversary, yeah. and um, talking about Karika Bailey said when the question of day she asked was um mm. um anything about the culture, not necessarily every place, but for the most part, what we have seen so far um this year was audiences distracted by phones and worrying about something else and not saying that's not everywhere you go but we've seen it more it's a lot so preparing the children now it's kind of like pushing the culture forward because when they get older when they get older they'll start like, telling their friends already, that that's how they need respect to respect the space when they get there yeah so it changed the entire scene of over mic or a showcase or whatever people have a greater respect for poetry yeah and starting them young yes and i i believe that because it's just like that's real we it is it's so real because it's just like as adults and how we're so in our phone when we mm. go out anyway type stuff so when we go to events where we're supposed to be paying attention to a show mm. and we're supposed to be paying respect to the people who are on that stage and sharing pieces of themselves we're just we're not doing yeah, those yeah. things we're not in that space we're not being present and stuff like that so i always want the kids that i teach to know like 
even if you don't agree, mm -hmm. even if this isn't something you would talk about, mm -hmm. your friend is up here right. and your friend wants you to listen to them. And it would behoove you to do so because That's when like, you get up here, <laughs> you want them to listen to you. Hey, the word is nice, ladies and gentlemen. Like it would be easy to follow the Poor Life it, Podcast. It would. It really would. That is a great idea. I would appreciate it if y'all did that. Follow me on all social media, Cash App, Twitter, Instagram, Lucky Place. <laughs> Okay, L U K I S P L A C. I like I that. Pound it. It. This is the Poor Life <laughs> Podcast, y'all. For those just checking in, we have Lucky in the building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Talking about the Poor Life Academy that she is a teacher of. Yeah, yeah. She's four or five, five different elementary schools, correct? Yes. Is it five or is it four? Oh, we're at seven now. Seven. Oh, come seven on, seven schools. Children. Seven. <laughs> How to write, That's how to speak, how to respect the craft and the art. Yes. And and, 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 it's, and it's doing a lot, man. From the videos yeah. I've seen, man, I've seen the children getting up. And the thing is, it's the stuff that I do. I've got so much more to like to oh, share okay. Okay. and to show you guys. Like I've got tons of videos of them like reciting their poetry or like from our recital. And we put on recitals for the mm -hmm. schools, too, because it's like, not only do I want you to feel like comfortable with your peers, yeah. but what if you wanted to do this the way I do it? Now you have to do it in front of like more people. And these people are still your peers because mm -hmm. you go to school with them. So it's it's way easier to do it that way yeah. than it is to just like wait until you become an adult and try to, you know what I'm saying, jump out there. Everybody. I feel that. Yeah. That's, that's a lot harder that's, to that's do That's a great way to start this off, man. Um, topic of the night, right? We're talking mm. about, and uh, we, I think we all agree it's, it's a pretty broad topic, but I think we have a person here that can get down to the specificity. I'm ready. Of yes, the topic. come on, words uh, tonight. So the topic is a woman's impact on poetry and why it, ah, it is relevant. Let us today. get down to it. Now, Lucky, you are a phenomenal poet yourself. Yes, thank Lord. You, you. In addition to being a teacher, you are also a phenomenal poet, right? So, I want to ask you a question about. Now we can get we can just open it up right now and then you get as deep as you want to. All right. What is the the relevance of women's perspective today in poetry? Man, cause look, right? Mm -hmm. If we if we're just speaking, cause I'm a black woman, so just speaking from a black woman's perspective, um, we just as much as we need to hear what you guys have to say, y'all have to hear it from us. Mm. Um, in order for us, meaning black men and black women, to mm -hmm. get anywhere through this mm -hmm. art, we've got to hear it from both sides. Okay. We have to. Okay. There is no way you can say that we understand each other if we're not willing to listen to yeah. one another. Yeah. There's no way we can continue this story if it's pieces of it missing type stuff. So it's like... Y'all need us. We have a lot to say. Yeah, definitely. Okay. But we need y'all in that same respect because like you guys have a lot to say. I like that. Word. Go ahead, go ahead. I see, I see, I see. Ready. The cause like, is turning. Because some of my most favorite and cherished poets who inspired me to write are women. Mm. You know, my Angelo, Joe Scott. That's a dope. You know, just to name two. Right. Mm -hmm. Just to name two. But did you ever feel as though that your your voice wouldn't be was, as powerful? Not necessarily as powerful, but was treated as, you know, how our nation treats, you know, the woman in the working world. Kinda. 
Kind of, yeah. Because I looked... First of all, when I started doing poetry two years ago, it was through Orville. So viewing poetry through Orville's eyes, it was a man's world. He doesn't know a lot of great female poets, but he does. He does. He knows a lot of great female poets, but seeing seeing the the scene from his point of view i met just me i met kariga uh-huh. i met um just mike i met i met a lot of really great like men so i just viewed it as a man's world but i also know rebecca dupas mm-hmm. and mariah ivy mm-hmm. and bria mccormick mm-hmm. and Nia June and it's so many also great female poets but like I said getting started I viewed it as a man's world so I viewed women in poetry as not a force to be reckoned with because I didn't know a lot of us when I started okay Okay. so it was just like how can I (laughs) since I don't know that many of us anyway how can I put my little, you know what I'm saying, female perspective in this man's world and add to it. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. So that's that's what it was for me. So do you feel like a lot of the, the, the strength, because you know there's strength in numbers, but yes. the, the perspective of what you said, like it's a man's world when it comes to poetry, do you feel like the powerful women in poetry are hiding mm-hmm. in plain sight? Like mm-hmm. Yes. Of, yes. Because there's so many of us, right. but there's so few of us at the same time. <laughs> I got you. It's like it's it, there's so many great female poets. There's yeah. so many great women in poetry, and it's I don't feel like it's not because we don't feel powerful or we don't have the voice or any of that. Because even women who aren't here, like Coco Flow, or like um. I'm trying to remember names right now and it's just yeah, escaping me. But like there's so many women and they're literally everywhere. And I don't know why it doesn't seem like there's so many of us, but it is. That's what I want to know. I want to understand like why does it still seem to me even after two years like it's a man's world. And I know mm. all of these great women. Speaking of two years. <laughs> story time. Story time. Um... Lucky. Yes. Madam. Here we go. Here we go. This, uh. You got some people want to check you out, Lucky. Right. The story of meeting Lucky. Crazy. Was very, very, very Mm -hmm. interesting. It was crazy. Um, us and, uh, Lucky, her and us, and how do you say that? She and I. She and I, she Mm -hmm. and we, whatever you want to call that. Were featured or, you know, dual features at an event. Okay. Right? And Jay couldn't make it. So he says, hey, G, still go. Because, you know, we was just getting started as nuance, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, cool. Wonderful. It would be awesome. And I get to the venue. Uh And I bump shoulders with a young lady. Absolutely. You know, and I, you know, I'm clumsy. Mm-hmm. Probably Me didn't tie my shoes at the time. Mm-hmm. Definitely wasn't walking in the street. Like and then the first thing she says, oh, it's okay, love. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, hmm, she, at that time, her dress was a little shorter. Yes. You know? <laughs> two look, years look, ago, look, they were. A little shorter two <laughs> years ago. You know? And she's over there, like, I see her sitting in her seat and just going through her, her groove, you know? 
what she about to say, how yeah, she yeah. about to start. I be mad in my space. You know? Mm. And just in the zone. Never mind that we at we were at a venue. A whole an like bar, it's like people getting painted, it's right. all this oh, stuff yeah. going was on. One of those yeah. And I'm just in the that corner. Will just... Raise an eyebrow. <laughs> I'm just in the corner in my space. And she she I didn't expect you you know how you just don't know. I did not expect this warrior of a poet to just come out of nowhere like, and like go got some, 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 some and just go. That's me and it, what's crazy is is um, I haven't done those four poems. Mm. In two years? <laughs> two years. <laughs> <laughs> two years. <laughs> two years. Yeah, I went back and watched some of the videos and I was like, I might have to dust this yeah, one yeah, off. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. You ever do that before? Yeah. Go back to your phone, see an old joint, be like, you know, I'm about to bring that back. And it wasn't even just like a phone. Sometimes it's like my notebook. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I'm about to bring that one back. Right, hold on. Mm. Or oh, like something that wasn't finished. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, like, you got something new? Yes, I yeah, do that yeah, all the time. Yeah. I'll go back through my notebook and be like, I didn't finish this. This is a great idea. Right. But like, meeting, that. meeting yeah. Lucky kind of started this, um, well, I'll, I'll rephrase it. Meeting Lucky kind of started and created this trail mix of a dope concoction of uh, poet friends that we have now mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because our network became their network mm -hmm. and their network became ours and just even how we met yeah. and how we just, you know, gelled together and you can kind of see the 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 chemistry in mm -hmm. our whole crew. Yeah. Like, it's not, even, it's not like we're a crew, but we're like a... Like a cousins. family that was just like predetermined, like, oh, y'all gonna meet. Like, we I was cousins, just like, mm -hmm. that's what it is. We like, cousins you know, in another life. The time we hit Baltimore was that December, last December? Oh my yeah, goodness. That was a groovy oh time. And they drove it off? Yeah. yeah. That was that a groovy was time. You know? That was amazing. Everybody did their thing. Everybody did their thing. Yeah, we cousins. You know what I'm saying? That's <laughs> what it is. But thank yeah. you, man, because that, I think, I never told you this, but that day helped me rediscover the importance of what poetry to me means mm. because you never see people and i know i didn't know that you had just like started or you mm. was just like yeah that know, was like the second time i performed you know what i mean <laughs> this literal second you wouldn't have time. known it though <laughs> literal second you wouldn't time. have known it yeah. and that's why like the space that you're in and like the level that you're at, like I don't even know what level you're at because it's just neither do I. It's just it's, it's mm. galactical. What's at crazy this point. is when people say that they've like seen me in certain spaces because I'm a very true to that moment kind of person. Yeah. So whatever space you see me in, whatever day you see me, that's like you got real lucky every time type yeah, stuff. Yeah. And it's true to that moment. It can't be recreated type stuff. Like it just was specifically for that. So when. When you when I had put two and two together that that was you that night I was like wow wow and then to to see you from then till now it's just like mm -hmm. you're going anywhere like everywhere mm -hmm. it's crazy it's yeah. really crazy so question for the table go ahead go ahead I'm ready <laughs> what would you write now I feel like we asked each other this question okay before. okay what would you write now Tell Lucky or J. Rod D that was just starting out right back then. What would that I tell? That first day when you decided I'm going to be a poet. Mm. Get over yourself. 
Yeah. <laughs> get, <laughs> get over like yourself. There, first of all, there's no reason for you to be afraid. <laughs> first of all, there's no reason for you to be afraid. These are your words and you believe in them. You've been through this. You've been through this. So yeah. all you're doing is just telling somebody that you've been through this. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll probably say uh, make it to the studio. Because it was one night in particular. I wish I would have went to the studio and recorded a song with an artist right now who was uh, making major waves. You know, yeah. I, I had I had opportunity. And... um. I kind of let it slip in my hands because I was trying to figure out, okay, I need a gas, I have a job, I need to get there, I ain't want to ask nobody. Mm. All that just like, hey, you got to like a dub, I can get to the... Yeah, I yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't, yeah. so it'll probably be like, hey, man, humble yourself. Slide platoons like this, humble yourself. What yeah. about you, man? Mine, if I could tell my my younger self that, just don't compare. That's real. That is facts. Like I, um, I listened to a uh, artist. He's a gospel artist. Actually, he said he has a song called uh, "Comparison Kills." Mm-hmm. He's just saying like, "Hey, focus on your own grass." You know. That's facts. All yeah. that jazz because it's, it's it's real. How would you expect to strengthen yourself comparing what you're doing to others who may not have the same story mm-hmm. as you? Or who definitely don't have the same stories as you because it's just like we and then back to how we're so like technology advanced and all that stuff. Yeah, man. We pay so much attention mm-hmm. to what everybody is doing because right we're there. privy to all of this information. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like it's first of all very hard not to compare because it it's just like, well, I'm the same age as you and you're moving in this way and that's not happening for me type stuff. But it's just like everybody's on their own journey. Yeah, like, yeah. like everybody's literally driving the same road but in their own lane. <laughs> Some people probably just showing the highlights too. It might not even be showing. Right. Okay. Oh, and I be telling people that too. I'm like, they're literally just showing you what they want you to see because you don't know what it took them mm-hmm. to get to that right. one particular picture. Or was even like a Bible situation. They showing you know the vacation, <laughs> yeah. but they really. But that ain't really <laughs> what it is. Yeah. You went with your family on. <laughs> That, like, was, that, that was a family cruise. trip. Like, y'all went together. You don't <laughs> even think that's cool. Like and it's and then the thing is is it's okay to do that. Like yeah. why do people feel like it's not okay to say me, my mother, my father, grandmother, aunts, uncles, cousins, we all put in money so we could do this yeah. together. Like why is it not okay to do that? Why we gotta be stunting and balling for everybody to like why? You know I just found out? David Banner went to Eastern Shore. Mm. You, now you know what he, and you know what he said. He said the stunt is now, a habit. Now you hype. Right now, so I'm saying a philosopher from Mercy Shore. A philosopher from Mercy Shore. I'm a wise philosopher and poet. He says stunting is a habit. Because he's so. You see his head getting bigger. Like yeah, I never knew that, man. Never knew that. Yo, that's my. He goes say that. That's really Where did the inspiration come from? Because from where he told me the story how y'all met, you said you were just starting off. Yes. So you just starting off and then now you have shows like crazy. It seems like I look on IG, it's always it. Lucky's place is over here. Lucky's place is doing it. How did it? So it's like two sides. When you start getting books, but first of all, where's your spirit come from? So here's the thing that <laughs> I feel like I never tell people. Mm. My grandmother mm. has a published book of poetry. Okay. Word. Like, got a box, 
full of yeah. her books. But she only did it so she can say she published her poetry. Right? So I go and I read it. And I'm like, maybe, maybe in like the seventh or the eighth grade. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, before in elementary school, I met Maya Angelou. I was in the first grade. Got really? to read one of her poems in front of her. I was six and was not able. I was just, not able to fan girl because <laughs> I was six. Yeah. Um, oh, man, when I grew up and realized, I said, "Whoa, God! Yeah. Whoa, God! I wasn't ready then. I was not ready. First grade was not ready. I was in the first grade and I got to read like two stanzas from Still I Rise, and she was there. And I don't remember what it was. It was like a school field trip, and my grades were really good, and I got to do it. Remember what she said to you? No, she didn't say anything to me directly. No, we all sat in the. But I do remember what she said to me. Yeah, she said, "Your dreams are seeds." Ooh. Right? She said, your dreams are seeds. And as long as you water the right seeds, the right dreams will yeah, grow. That's real. That's right? right? And that's it. Now that that's I like right. remember this, I'm like, oh my right God, right. girl. Right? Like, the right seeds. Long as you water the right seeds, the right dreams will uh, grow. We're going to put that on the shirt. So so that, that movement inspired you? So that. That was the spark of this? That was like the spark into like poetry. So I would read words, like mm-hmm. read poetry for school plays and stuff like that. When I was in middle school, I would like write little four line poems to boys and stuff like that. But it was like uh, on some little slick stuff. Yeah, I got you. Then my grandmother published her book. And I was like, Grandma. You're so good at this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you could be selling these yeah. books. Like, mm-hmm. what are you doing right now? Like, what are you doing? We're going to family. And she was like, I mean, you know, I really like to write. And we would write together sometimes. And I would, like, sit and tell her my ideas and stuff like that. And she would tell me to, like, not stop writing because mm-hmm. eventually talking was going to get hard for yeah. me. And it did. <laughs> not going to lie. Probably, like, a year after that, life yeah. did get a little, it did get a little hard. Like, 11th and 12th grade were a little bit much for me, like, emotionally. So, I did have to write everything down. I did have to, like, talk to my journal for hours mm-hmm. on end. Or, like, I don't know what would have happened type stuff. So it's just like she for real for real is the reason I write okay. because she had like I said sat and said to me you're going to need this pen and paper because yeah. things are going to get a little difficult. Yeah, yeah. And so like since then that's just it's been what it's been. And then I got in this uh horrible relationship and I stopped. Stop writing. Yeah, like okay. I couldn't find anything to write about. Yeah. And then I got out of it. And for the last two years, I just, you know what I'm saying, been on it. That's the same time you started performing. Yeah, I've been on it. So once you got out of that relationship. I got out of that relationship. I took a couple months. Yeah, it took a couple months. Got my stuff together. Came back March 2016. I've been on it since then. That's what's up. So when when you start making those moves. Getting booked. Now. When you start getting booked. Booked up. Yeah. (laughs) Booked up. Man, that that was a good one. <laughs> I don't want to use that one. Yeah, man. But um, as far as like getting booked, it's just been like sporadic. Like I remember October 2016, I was performing like very very often, and mm-hmm. then it like faded off. And then 2017, like last year for real, is when it like kicked off, kicked off. Because yeah. my very first performance last year was in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, at the 2K18 open mic. Shout out to Icon of God. What a cute Icon. Girl. Yeah. What, what? But uh, yeah. And Chase, I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for having me in that space. I still get approached about that 
particular open mic because coming into to well was it 2017 or was it 2018 what you mean i don't know well you said two, like you did say 2k 18 open I did, mic i did so, so it was 2018 january? january of this year for real for real is when i feel like my booking is starting to get like consistent yeah that's real because like because last year last year i was still like setting a lot of groundwork i was working at that daycare i was trying to like figure a lot of things out i moved to baltimore mm -hmm. Like it was a lot of stuff going on last year, but mm -hmm. like when 2018 started and I did that 2K18 open mic with Icon and Chase, like from yeah. that point to this point, it's just literally been one thing after the other. And then now we're getting like more schools and stuff like that. So yeah. having to find the balance and everything, like, yeah, it's been consistent since this year. The beauty. I, I got one last question, G. Okay. And then you can, you can take over. Okay. Um, next question. So when you do your poetry, how do you know, like, your poetry affects people around you. How do I know? You can be talking about the women's perspective, right? Yes. And now you think, well, yes. now you're seeing that it's not a, a male-dominated culture. It's, that it it's isn't. Very, and it's, it's very, it's very, like, diverse. It's also very, like, the woman's presence is, is felt yeah, it, in poetry. It definitely is. So and it's like them. whenever a woman signs up, and then, like, you know Tilo? You know when Tilo yeah, gets up yeah. and she gets mad calm and then the crowd get calm with her? <laughs> we just be right there. Mm -hmm. Like, whenever a woman gets on the mic, like, you know it. Like, shout out, babe. We love you. Like, you know it. Like, you feel it when, you, when a woman gets on the mic. Mm -hmm. But for me specifically, um, I remember when I first started... <clears throat> doing poetry I would speak a lot about the domestic uh, violence relationship I was in and I would do mm. that poem very often mm. and I would meet a lot of women that were in that situation or coming out of that situation I would get DMs from women mm. and stuff like that and at first that was how I knew that it was reaching people when women would say I just got out of this and I didn't think I would make yeah. it but your poetry has helped me or like I'm in this and didn't think I could get out of it, but you made me feel like I can end this and I'll be okay type stuff after. And then moving into like the transition of myself and my art um, for this year, I'm more of like a motivational speaker for girls mm -hmm. now. And I like, I teach and stuff like that. So now it's like, whenever I know it'll be like, like I talk to little girls very often. Like yeah. I'll text them and I'll check on them and be like, have you been writing lately? Or how was school? Or how's your mom? And stuff like that. Like I go see them and stuff like mm -hmm. that. So it's it's more of like when people's kids come back to me and say certain things like, Miss Lucky, this thing that you said to me really helped me get through something. Or wow. like, yeah. Wow. Or really like got me over something. Mm -hmm. Like there is a little wow. boy I was teaching and his parents were going through a divorce. Yeah. And um, I think like both his parents had already like moved on with two new people. So he has two totally different families that he has to see literally every day mm -hmm. and come to school. So it was wow. just like now I know it's effective in other ways. You know yeah. what I mean? Like now it's through the faces of children. Yeah, and it's, yeah, yeah. it's like or young girls at middle schools and yeah. high schools and stuff like that. Yeah, so it's like, babes, man. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. So, like, with the, with you being in that education role, right, and you being an artist, right, and knowing how art makes you feel, mm -hmm. whether it be music or like paintings or anything, can you see the poet in that child, in the children, like right off the back, or is it something that's just like, it's like molded like clay, you know? Um, it depends on 
Because you know how we have preferences yeah. for artists. You know how mm-hmm. we like a certain kind of rapper, mm-hmm. a certain kind of singer. When you're an educator, you have to know that all children are blank slates. And you have to understand that whatever you put in them and they give to you, like back to you, is going to be in their yeah. own way kind of thing. So it's like <clears throat> I do see some of them and I'll be like, I've seen someone perform just like you. And if you keep on it, you know what I'm saying? You could grow and be your own version of whatever you want to be right. type stuff. And then there are other children where I'm like, I really love when you put your ideas together. Maybe we could find ways for you to have like a certain kind of swag when you get on stage so you won't feel as nervous or you won't forget things as easily or maybe we can find other ways for you to feel more confident about the things that you say wow yeah so sometimes it's it's innate for certain kids to just get up there and do it and it happens yeah Yeah, and it just happens whereas for other kids not not that you have to coax them into it but you do have to encourage them or find other ways Mm -hmm. so they feel just as good about their ideas because their ideas are just as good do you find yourself utilizing the feedback that you were given in the classroom with the mm, children very often like take your yeah, time <laughs> enunciate try to look up from your paper every so often although <laughs> you have to read from mm. it like there's so many rules we were taught as kids that we looked over or didn't pay any yeah, attention yeah, yeah. to that i have to find myself repeating Going in classrooms to, and stuff um, like that yeah. because it it does help it yeah. definitely helps and then not only do i say it to them i'll explain it like i bring my journal to class every day and i'll write with them whenever we're writing something and i'll get up and read with them type stuff like i'll take turns like i'll sit in the audience and all that stuff while we're teaching like i'm real like yeah right. i'm in it so as as artists and as poets and all that jazz we we get the the feedback at the end of the show mm-hmm. or after right. we just got done doing a piece like there are always gentlemen that come up to us mm-hmm. like, oh, man, I really appreciate this, that, and the third. And they're also women. Mm-hmm. But, like, how is the feedback for you when, like, when you finish doing a piece that particularly deals with the female perspective? Right. Have you ever had, like, a, a, a brother come up to you saying, like, I never knew type situations or thank you just for just opening my eyes type deals because people go through these real Mm -hmm. life situations yeah and then to prevent i feel like poetry is very educational and it's a platform to just really put many things out in the open many things many conversations can be started because of someone's poem Mm. so for you like have you ever experienced like a uh brother just come up to you and say like i I sensed myself in what you were saying, whether it been through like whatever situation that you mentioned in your piece. And he's just like, yo, thank you. Yeah. And it gave him that revelation. Have you ever? Yeah. Like when the day that we met each other, <clears throat> um, there's like a poem I do where I'm basically like, just because he's up on the mic telling you what it's going to be like, doesn't mean you're the only woman in his life mm. type stuff. And <laughs> um, this <laughs> <laughs> 
this uh this guy directly after that was like i never looked at it that way Jeez. and i was like yeah there are a lot of you know like male artists that will get up and talk a woman's head into thinking all kinds of things about him and that's not really who he is and he was like we had this whole conversation about like men and the lies that they tell to get women to like them and Uh stuff like that so i've had a lot of great conversations with men about um a lot of my poetry like i wrote a piece about my mom and um and about how hard our relationship is. And I've had a lot of guys come up to me and say, oh, that poem really touched me because I felt that way before. So I'm just, to know that yeah. it also, you know what I'm saying, reaches men, I'm just like, whoo, thank God. Because right. I don't want it to not fall on deaf ears, but I don't want it to miss you guys. Because right. although I am writing from my perspective and a lot of my poetry is to help women get through relationships with other people and with themselves, I don't want men to feel excluded from the things that I have mm-hmm. to say. You know gotcha. what I mean? Like I definitely wanted to be like a general feeling, but also from my perspective. And on the mm. flip side of that coin, right? Because we mm. all get the the random let's shoot our shots to the poet. Yes. You know how yes. did how is your deflection skill when it comes <laughs> oh, to man. to the oh my god? I just you know what I'm saying. Really let me, let me put it. In, I'm talking like we. I'm just, just want to say you know what I'm saying that you were just a wonderful poet and everything. Uh. You know what I'm saying because of. Uh, some things that you were saying, like really, really, really stood out. Now Curry you know for three. Saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying if you from ever, if you ever, had, from if you ever had some time to just, you know, <laughs> just meet up, you mm-hmm. know, just we could just, you know, because I, I just started off writing. I just wanted to right. And oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like how you writing. rounded it out with it, and because I just started out writing. Because out writing. here, here's my thing. Because I'm down to collab, I'm down to build, I'm down to heal, down to create all of that stuff. But I'm real picky. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. only am I real picky, I can like spot BS a mile away. So it's just like, I know if you genuinely yeah. want to create with me and if you're just trying to, you know what I'm saying, Man, get close for, yeah. for and I'm just like, don't, I don't know what you think I can offer you or what it is that you feel like you're going to really get out of this other than a really dope poem, but like... <laughs> with lucky that's but that's really weird because <laughs> like <laughs> i'm a regular individual and i realized i realized though regular is in <laughs> for those who don't know <laughs> regular and weird are in i'm like i'm really a weirdo and i feel like i'm a hot spicy mess and <laughs> i'm from northeast dc and i'm just a regular Northeast. small town girl you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. just trying to make a little noise and when people when people reach out to me and like want to connect, I don't always deflect. I'm always down to like create. I talk to people until they give me a reason not to. Right, and right. then once I realize that that's not a you've given me a reason not to talk to you, I'm very polite. Mm-hmm. I'm very I'm like, no, not at this time. Mm-hmm. I don't feel comfortable with that. Or right. no, thank you. Maybe we can do it another way. Or all kinds of stuff like but i'm very polite always i don't i'm never rude i never just i don't cuss at people that's not something i do so it's just but it is always like i'm always taken aback Mm -hmm. when someone wants to like create or yeah yeah, or wants to like take it further than like they hit you with the uh, sherman club i just want to say that your (laughs) poem was Absolutely wonderful. And I just be like, you know, and I always appreciate accolades because when when people 
like my work i really really appreciate that because i'm like look y'all these is my real feelings mm. like my poems yeah, are actual man. prayers to god like mm. i really be at home going through a lot to put this on paper so the fact that y'all like this i really really from the bottom of my being appreciate that but once it starts getting on that finicky stuff and i feel like you try and do a little more than write poetry with me then we got a problem yeah. not to mention i got a man so it's like yeah definitely you we, gotta make sure that's yeah we can't have them kind of we can't have them kind what of problems doing, like we just we can't have those kinds of, of issues yeah. it's just unnecessary <sighs> drama in my young life you know you feel any pressure to be a good poet do I feel pressure to be a good poet? Especially in the circle that you're in. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's just call it what it is. Because like, to be honest with you, like, yes. I Look, first of all, the two of you, first of all, first good, of all, man. the wordplay. The wordplay right here at we the table. We ask the questions here. Like, that's enough. First of all, the wordplay right here is mm. enough, right? And then we got to think about Orville and Karika and just me. They don't play fair. Not at all. They don't play fair at all. And then when you think about like crowd control and mm. like the stories they tell Man. or like how when y'all perform or whatever and it's just like one literal but it's all the same situation mm. but it's like told in two different like it's mm. You know. So yes, to answer your question, <laughs> yes I do. How do you keep it going? No, no, you got it because I'm just thinking like because if, if, if we are like this Avengers type crew, yes, that's how I feel. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And if we was just like in this area, she's like the first lady of the crew, uh -huh. and she's we're all great supporters of each other. But you see, mm -hmm. Lucky really like mm -hmm. that's what I'm talking about. She would throw like yeah. a shoe, mm -hmm. take off her scarf, just throw it in there. You know what I'm saying? I sure will. And it's just like I'm loud all the time. And it's, <laughs> I'll be in everybody's videos. It's crazy. <laughs> Because then when she hops up there, you do not expect her to go off, uh -huh. right? And she goes off, and we try to keep cool, like, yeah, it was hot. <laughs> but sometimes we be the same way, yeah. like, yes! Like that. <laughs> yes! Yes! I, I was just thinking about, like, I do commend you, because you give, you give like, great support. Like, you, you are, Man, like... What? like yeah, you are the greatest. You know, lucky gonna have your back when you go up there. Yeah, right. like, if nobody, if nobody else, else. Nobody else. Go have your back. Clap and snap for you. I'ma be right here. Okay. Right okay. here. That's my favorite line. That's the line right there. As <laughs> the soon as you start the poem, I already know what it is. So I'm like, yes, this. <laughs> Come on, we ready? Right, because then I hit uh, around like, oh, okay, yeah, the cookout. Oh yeah, the cookout. Shout out to Pastor Q. Pastor Q in the cookout. The cookout. Yeah. I was on it tonight. I was on it tonight. Yeah? Yeah. Oh. Oh, we got to call O because okay. that's going to be a, uh, we're going to want some feedback from O. We sure is. After going to the cookout because I'm still waiting on my plate. But uh, <laughs> needless to say, we had a good time. Yeah. How you keep like, your personal style then? I mean, so. That uniqueness. That, that unique style that you bring to the table. How do you yeah. maintain that being that you're around? So, me like, do you. Yeah. I, I know you take notes and everything. Yeah, you know? I'm definitely always a student of the game. Like, I feel like I pay so much attention to literally everything. But as far as keeping it original, um, I only write it if I've been through it. I only write it if it literally affected yeah. me. 
Like my my poetry, like I said, is meant to help women get through relationships with other people and themselves. Because I'm helping myself mm -hmm. get through a relationship with myself and with other people. Mm -hmm. So I think I've got a problem. That's groovy. <laughs> that was crazy. But this anyways, is raw um, cut. <laughs> like podcast. Mm. But um, definitely like sound is excellent. <laughs> it would have been crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That would have been so crazy. But yeah, like definitely to, like I'm helping myself get through a relationship with myself mm, wow. and with the people around me. So when it comes to the things I write, it's true yeah, to yeah, yeah. that specific situation. It's true to, like I said, these are my actual feelings, actual prayers to God. Like I've actually had this conversation with God and now I'm having it with him in front of you mm. type stuff. So that's. I just try to make sure that, and if I'm not feeling it, I walk away. Yeah. Were you ever it. afraid to, you know, distribute a certain piece because it was so close mm. and so, like, vivid to your situation? Because, like you said, you write things that you go through. You know, were you ever, like, scared to be like, nah, I can't share this with the people, you know? I've got two poems job. like that right now. Um, the first one's about my mom, and I did it for the first time this year. Mm. As I was like only way i already know the only way i'm gonna be able to move through this situation into healing is to talk about it mm. and the only way i'm gonna be able to talk about it is if i write it down and do it in front of a poem in front mm. of people so it took me forever to do it and up until the like the day of the performance like my i had the jitters i was like oh i can't do this yeah, like yeah. i had the whole set planned out and i'm like i really can't like i just I don't know how to say these things in front of people. Been practicing all day, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've been saying the poem all day, but it's just like, I can't. I felt not felt like I was facing her, but felt like I was having that conversation I for the you. very first time. So it was like, I can't do it. I just, I don't know what to say, how to say it. Like, it's going to come wow. out mad weird, mm -hmm. but I literally did it. I cried. And then it was just like, all right, we got the first one out the way, mm -hmm. y'all. You know what I'm saying? Now we ready. Mm -hmm. We can do this now. I have another poem like that. And shout out to uh, to my CD for 2019. It'll be the first track on the CD. Like, shout I'm not going to do it. With, with the merch on <laughs> yeah, <deck. laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. Lucky's Place. Lucky's Place. Album Lucky's coming Lucky's out. Yeah. It's a Poor Life Podcast for those just checking in. I'm J. Rod D. And I'm G. And we have. And Lucky, guys. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate y'all paying attention to yeah. me. We're going we're gonna to switch it up real quick. So we're going to do our little uh, sway in the morning situation. Ooh. Ah. Now we ah. have a challenge for ah. you on the Chalam. table. Every guest that comes to the show, they have to give a little, a little piece of what they do. No, they snip, snip, they snip, talked snip. it up. We got to hear your perspective on it. Mm -hmm. You know, a little snip snip. Mm. Just a little bit. What do you have for us tonight? What did you have for us tonight? Let me get my ears. Go ahead. Right. Take my glasses off so I can hear this better. All right. So it is super new. Okay, okay. New. Some new. Okay. Exclusive in the Poet Life podcast. It's called Delicate Flower. All right. So y'all know my organically beautiful piece? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is like my favorite poem. Man, what? Right? It's like my what? favorite poem. So I, I wrote it. this part two, right? It's called Delicate Flower. And it is inspired by all of the queens that I know and that have like directly and indirectly inspired me to be a better woman. Like mm. y'all know who y'all are. I be hitting y'all DMs all the time letting y'all know. But, uh, so this is the piece. All right, but let's get it. <clears throat> I could just start whenever. Mm-hmm. Whenever. We're here. Be careful with her. Delicate dog flower, she shines different. Blooms in adversity. 
Defining her power and passion, knowing she was put here, purposefully manifesting her magic, making miracles out of molehills, climbing out of the dirt, she shines different. Her growth is necessary, needed to be nurtured and tended to, no stone left unturned. She blooms in adversity. Through concrete she climbs, carrying hundreds of years of history, she shines different. Many questions will be asked and eyes will roll as she walks past, but ask yourself, how many times has Beyonce competed with anyone but herself? The opinions mm. of the masses don't matter when your information and slaying stages all the while causing glass ceilings to shatter she shines <laughs> different <laughs> she shines different blooms in adversity see she knows her sassiness will offend you but continues to hold her head high she knows you can't win if you ain't right within knows that the respect for her crown is to be demanded and not suggested required and not requested so you gonna learn today because she ain't want to be tested for wakanda without question because she be queen <laughs> Fierce and peaceful, got enough to feed the family and liberate the people, but be careful, for she still be soft and gentle. See, the strong get weak too, but she knows their strength and her vulnerability, so she heals with you, cause she be healer. Pick up broken pieces and mend broken hearts. There's light inside her heart, cause she shines different, mm. grinds different when you're chilling in her presence. It's like time don't exist, just pure bliss. To your left or your right is a queen in your midst. Ooh. <laughs> hey, we can, we can, uh, okay, um. <laughs> For those who just <laughs> inebriation of words is real. That was exclusive. Because I my mind was sober. Sheesh. Prior to Yeah, luck. Man. Yeah, yeah luck. I see your edge. I'm gonna take a recess or That's something. Sheesh. Okay. My asthma can't take that. I was trying to control it. Right here first, man. Um how you wanna do this? You want you wanna do women real quick? You want you wanna take them back? Ooh. I'm ready. He said, <laughs> 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 Ah, let's do it. Alright, cool, here we go. Uh, you got it? Now, yeah, yeah, that's all I'm anyway. Okay, cool. Alright. Uh, Original woman, your position is critical, pivotal, essential like these vitamins and these said minerals. See, without you, there's no nation or no civilization. Your different cycles are teaching me this patience. Now, I may, may not understand your mood, but I love you at every spot and blemish like. How you always check the mirror like you forgot your image, see? Cowards applaud the imitation, yet they boo at the real thing. However, you're the truth most deaf. I know y'all seen, babe. But mm -hmm. misogyny is massaging me the wrong way. Arguably, the right view of you has gone astray. Now, I know that it's true that I can't live with or without you, because sometimes you could be a trip. Mm -hmm. Traveling every square inch of this 196,940,000 square miles of this sphere we call here, see? Land, sea, and air, that's skin, breath, and tears. Many may not understand your worth, but it's clear. I see you sitting there. And all that comes to mind is what a wonderful job God did when he made you. There is rhythm in your stride. I've never danced with God's angels before, but somehow, someway, when we touch, I hear music in your hands. Mm. It's like a symphony in your skin, and I want to be held captive to it. You may not um, understand this, but... My immaturities are lucent like the shackles of freed slaves whenever I'm around you. I don't know what it is, and I've never felt this way before, but if you grant me this opportunity, I will adore you until our spectators reference us when they speak of love in the 21st century. See, you humbled me. I used to wear my pride alongside my stubbornness, and then you wooed me. Lured the canvas of my heart and mind and painted the shade of your natural lips. You are ideal to mankind. I had to catch myself from free falling through thoughts of you. 
You see, it is as if the stars disappeared from the sky and found their home deep inside your eyes. How do I know that you're not just another image of my prayers that turned into sand after evening slumber? How do I know that you even exist? With all the wrong that I've done in my life, how can I assume that the pursuit of your lips doesn't leave me poisoned just like Adam after the apple? My lady, I don't think you quite understand how I spent over 10,444 days worth of 28 years trying to find you. There is a fossil of your crown buried deep inside my heart and you need to claim it except me. Accept me and I will extend to you the greatest 14 karat compliment known to mankind by Bennett Bruce Knee as long as you say yes. Check this out, man. I'm JYD. And I'm G. You checking out the Poor Life Podcast. Jeez. We have Lucky's Place. We want to thank y'all for checking us out tonight. Mm. Hope you guys enjoy yourselves. Luck, tell them again where they can find you. You can follow me on all social media at Lucky's Place. It's L-U-K-I-S-P-L-A-C-E. That's L-U-K-I-S-P-L-A-C-E. You have any upcoming events they want to know about? Sunday. On Sunday at the Stew. Um... Dope DC Creates and Whiskey in the City. Shout out to them. I love you guys oh, so much. They are having an event. Uh, you can follow them on all social media for the details. I better sound like a bet, man. How you feeling, G? Pretty I know darn groovy. Seen, had to, had to, had to, to turn off. to death. Oh, my God. I'm telling the podcast. Thanks for being here.